The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Now on Mitchell's Front Page, Talking Finance with station sponsor Geelong Bank. This segment contains general information only and does not take into account your personal objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acquiring any products, please consider whether they're appropriate for you by reviewing any terms and conditions, fees and charges and the financial services guide. Vivian Allen is the CEO of Geelong Bank. Good morning, Good morning, Vivian. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. Not too bad for a Tuesday. Um, tell us about this topic today, which is a bit of a, a tough topic, a dark topic at times, a death mm. in the family. Um, sometimes when deaths happen in the family, it's a very sudden thing, but uh, in other times it's more drawn out, but I suppose still a, a shock to people when it eventually happens. Yes, yes. Well, this was um, brought home to me um, just recently when we unfortunately suddenly lost one of our own staff members um, after a very uh, brief illness. But um, certainly during uh, COVID in particular, um, it's probably been even more difficult for people um, because there's been limitations on funerals and so forth and um, some of the normal um, rituals and support that's available has has been been a little bit um, hard to provide and uh, and in some ways um, we and and other other banks have have had to step in and provide a little bit more support when people are um, dealing with the financial side of of the death in a family. What are the key issues that arise when someone passes away in terms of finance? Well, I think the first thing is um, is really dealing with the the funeral. Um, that seems to be you know on top of everybody's minds and as you say when people have been um, ill for a period of time um, and, and you know that could even be years often uh, the deceased has already planned their funeral they may have even um, prepaid for it and and so the family know exactly what is required but if it is a sudden death unexpected um, and, and often for a younger person uh, it is, um, it, it's kind of, oh, where, where do we go? What do we do? And one of the very practical things that um, banks can do is that they can actually release the funds to pay for the funeral. Um, there does need to be um, the invoice provided by the, the funeral um, provider um, and and the bank will just pay that automatically so that is it's a small thing but sometimes that's just one less thing for people to to worry about when they're grieving is that a mechanism that's brought about through legislation that suggests that you know when you're going through that process of a will and probate that there is actually a mechanism in place where funds can be released for a funeral or is it just something that banks do out of goodwill or how does it work well, there are there are some rules around it, but um, but it, it certainly in every every bank I have ever worked for and um, has always made that a priority of, of helping people when they're they're in that situation. So um, it does come out of um, obviously funds that are held in the deceased's um, name, um, and it, it's something that can be done without seeing a death certificate or a will or the um, 
um, of, of identifying who the executor is. It's, as I say, just simply an invoice from the um, the funeral provider and, and we can take care of that for, for the family. And I'm assuming that the invoice would have the name of the deceased on it, so that's the way that you do verification and all that sort of thing. Correct, yes, yes. And in terms of the other issues, I mean, when you have an account uh, and it is in the name of a deceased person, what automatically happens or what processes does the next of kin or the executive or an estate have to do? Well, it, it, it's, um, there's a, a few different scenarios. So most people would have a will and they would have appointed an executor. So that would be the first um certified copies of the death certificate, which is normally organised um, by the funeral director, and the will um, would be provided. And if the um, or if the um, person has died without a will, um, that is a slightly different scenario. Or it may be that the person has passed away and they have joint accounts. And so in that that particular scenario the funds would go to the, the remaining partner of, or the owner of um, that account. But the all of the time, there's, there's always that will, um, who the executor is and, and the death certificate are basically the bare minimum uh, documentation. And um, there, sometimes people get um, hung up about, does do I need to do probate, um, that's a term people may have heard. Now, there are uh, provisions for what is considered a small estate, um, very specific number that is is um, set by the government of $112,970. Uh, and that's all assets, not just money that's in a bank account, but it would be property, um, you know, whether that be a car, for example, or a, or a block of land. Um, and you can... Um, do that yourself, or um, or it can you can for a small fee you can get the um, Supreme Court to assist with a small estate, but about ninety five percent of um, estates are dealt with with a, a solicitor. And is that because they're over one hundred and twelve thousand? I'm assuming that number is so random because it's indexed and changes each yes, year with inflation. Is. is that right? Correct, correct. It goes up marginally, um, you know, so that, that came in at the 1st of July 2021. Uh, the figure the year before was $111,540. So, um, it is, but, you know, there are people, particularly, um, you know, pensioners, for example, who may have small estates like that and they can be dealt with in that manner. So if it's bigger than that, that involves more of a, a process through a solicitor. Is that right? Yes, yes. And they would, um, of course, they will charge a fee. Um, now, there are many good solicitors um, that operate in Geelong. We've, we've dealt with most of them, I would, I would suggest, over the years. Um, but if people don't have, you know, a family solicitor, they can also contact um, the uh, Victorian um, Law Council and get a recommendation of for solicitors that actually deal specifically with wills and probate. And how long does the whole process take? I suppose maybe it's a how long is a piece of string question because it depends on how complex the affairs are. But as you sort of alluded to, at a time when someone's passed away, uh, the family could be quite 
desperate in some cases to divide up the assets to get onto the money because some people mm. are in financial difficulties themselves. So how long does the process take? What is the shortest amount of time, I suppose, that someone could reasonably expect to have the whole process completed and the assets divvied up as uh, per the wishes of the deceased person through their will? Well, I, I would say normally a few months. Um, there are some um, requirements regarding advertising that a person has passed away and basically uh, giving notice to say, you know, uh, we this is this has happened. You know, if you need have any any requirements, um, any any call on the estate, you know, let us know. Sort of thing that has to be advertised for a, a period of fourteen days, I believe. Um, but there, it, you're quite right. If it's a big estate, if uh, for example there were multiple properties, um, if there were multiple be- beneficiaries, that is going to take a longer period of time. And um, you know, a, a certainly, um, I know from past experience uh, with with um, one of our members who passed away pre-COVID, uh, they had a home which was sold very very quickly. You know, I think it was you know within. Uh, a month and a half, mm. and the rest of their estate was quite simple with just bank accounts and and so forth. They um, were, or this this person was quite elderly. They had uh, had been in the share market, but that was getting a bit much, so they cleared out those sorts of things. But if the other problem is sometimes if the surviving um, family members do not know. Um, what arrangements have been put in place? You know, do if they don't know where the will is, um, if they um, don't know, for example, where their superannuation is, if they don't know, you know, all the bank accounts. Now, um, there is there is help for for uh, finding out that information, um, both on the uh, Supreme Court. Um, website for the will side of things and also on the Money Smart website, the ASIC one, where you can find lost monies. But um, if that is not known, um, that will obviously uh, extend the process. Different families seem to have different approaches on that um, sort of that issue in that some families seem to be very well, if not over-prepared. You know, when I die, this is mm. the first thing you need to do, then you need to go and do this and do that. Yes. Whereas other people wouldn't have that information published anywhere. They wouldn't tell anyone what accounts mm. they had and are very private people. Yes, yes, that's true. And and in fact, you know, well... We think about um, when there's natural disasters um, and, and the preparation that people have to make for bushfires and, and obviously part of your plan is having all your papers together. Um, my suggestion is that, you know, it is a difficult subject, as you said, but you should be having your all your papers together and family knowing where they are because... You know, life life can take a, an interesting turn. Certainly can. Uh, yeah, mm. and you don't. You, you know, to it, to me, being prepared um, with that sort of information does help with part of the grieving process. And you know, the other thing I will mention that banks do, if there are loans outstanding, whether they be small personal loans or they might be, you know, credit cards or, or home loans. Um, if the loan is just in the name of one, per, you know, person who's passed away, uh, we'll freeze the interest, um, and that becomes part of the estate um, for that loan to be 
paid from you know other other proceeds. Um, obviously, if if a property such as a home is owned in joint names, well, there's a process to go through of transferring it into the surviving partner's um, name. Um, one thing I have noticed is that sometimes people. Um, they, they don't want to hurry to do that mm. because it makes it so final. But mm. we're here to, you know, to support. As I said, we're, we're not solicitors, we're not social workers, but um, sometimes we can, we can help with the financial matters when people need it. And you mentioned the example of where the, the home was sold in about a month and a half and it was a simple yeah. uh, settlement. I'm guessing that in your banking career there's probably been some more complicated ones. Is there any particular complex one that comes to mind or one that's taken a particularly long time? Well, I think there, it's always when there's multiple properties and there's multiple be- beneficiaries. So, you know, one that I can think of is where there were four children um, and there were, uh, you know, just not just the family home, but um, it was a country situation. So there was a farm and, uh, you know, and one one of the siblings ran the farm, but the other three thought they should have a share of mm-hmm. it and it it. Um, unfortunately became um, unpleasant to say the least Mm. and took a long time so you know again you don't know what's around the corner but but if you have got um, complex finances it's it's better to to um, be prepared and and make it quite clear as you were mentioning before of of, um, sorting that out before the unexpected happens. Well, any final top tips for the listeners out there, either in preparing for themselves, because we all have to pass on eventually, or Mm -hmm. um, for what happens if a family member unexpectedly passes away? Well, look, again, I would encourage people to look on these two websites that I mentioned. So um, it's the supremecourt.vic.gov.au, and you just type in wills and probate, or on the Money uh, Smart website, um, which is moneysmart.gov.au, there's a specific section about losing your partner and also another section which is about um, prepaid funerals. So really good information there to have a look at. Well, thank you very much for being on the program and I think we're catching up one more time this year, so looking forward to that. Yes, hopefully face-to-face. Hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> Thank you very All much. the best. Thanks. Thanks, Mitchell. Vivian Allen there, the CEO of Geelong Bank. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.